the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Here's your host, Bob Bender. Hello, Colorado Springs. This is a good day to praise the Lord. Any day is a good day to praise the Lord, but especially a snowy one when it's slower getting around. And I have as my guest today again, Dr. Hey, this is my show. Let okay. me finish introducing you, man. You're it's hard so, for me to keep my mouth shut. So excited. <laughs> Dr. Trent Langhofer, you have, you have the longest title of anybody in the world. That's director. Let, let me finish. Director of clinical uh, psychology, director of clinical <laughs> <what? Yes. laughs> that Master pastor be all right. That, that master be pastor, uh, yes. Director of counseling services and associate professor of mental health at mental health counseling at Colorado Christian University. What, what size? What that's size is your card? Your that's card? A, a three by five? It's a, it's a three by five. That's yeah, it. People five, don't forget man. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm an unforgettable guy you because are of that three unforgettable by five. as well. That's, that's right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Just Doctor Bob. Just come see Doctor Bob. <laughs> just go. five that's letters. So man. much better. Uh-huh. You got you got an ego, man. It's bigger that's in this right. room. That's exactly. Uh, my 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 business card's got to match the size of my ego. I feel like that's important. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We were we're going to be talking about mental health, mm-hmm. and especially this time of year, as it becomes more evident that this issue comes to the fore. And so, we're going to hopefully help some people today. Trent. I certainly hope so. A lot of people need help. I got some stats here that are just amazing. But before we get into that. As Chuck Swindoll just said, this is 100.7, the word, where you find the word. And today, Trent, I was reading in Acts 27, mm. where Paul and the gang had the shipwreck, you know, no, exactly. and in verse 26. It's really a, a good verse for our topic today, where Paul says, So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Mm. Because God had told Paul, you know, you're going to make it. But listen to the rest of the verse here. It says, nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Mm. And I think this is a, this is a, a, a parable on life. We're always encouraged to keep up our courage, to have faith in God, so that it will happen just as he told me. Get Amen. in the word. Let God speak to you in the word so you have faith in God and his word. Keep up your courage. Amen. But we must run aground on some island. It's not going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to be smooth sailing. You know what's interesting about that story? Can I take 10 yeah. seconds? Yeah, you're on. Paul is making a fire on the island, trying to turn a tough situation yeah. into a better situation. Yeah. And gets bit on the hand by a snake. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this guy just cannot catch a break. But even in the midst of that tribulation, he shakes the snake off, remains courageous. God miraculously heals. 
eventually he gets off that island. Yep, yep. Really neat story. Yeah, it is. It is. So stay faithful, dear Amen. friend. Whatever you're walking through, take courage. Have faith in God. Get a word from God. But you might run aground on some island along the way. But as Jesus said to the disciples, Trent, when when he left one side to go to the other, you've been on the Sea of Galilee? I have not. Yeah, yeah, it can, it can be oh, stormy. Wow. And he said, I'm going to meet you on the other side. Remember that? I'm uh-huh. going to meet you on the other side. And then they went and had the storm in the middle of the, of the, of the lake. So, hey. We're going to meet Jesus on the other side, so Lord, help us to have faith in you through the trials of life that we would take courage, even though we run aground and have to take some detours, we have faith in God. Lord, we believe in you, we believe in prayer, we believe in believing prayer. Yes, we do. So help us in this season, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. navigate the detours of life. Well, Trent, I can't tell you how excited it is to have you back. I have never had someone back two weeks later. Matt, that must mean there's just a lot of low-hanging fruit not available, so you got to scrape the bottom of the bucket, I it guess. It could mean that. It could mean that. It could mean my other two people canceled on <laughs> the last yeah, minute. There you go. That's right. The snowy, snowy or, or, weather out I here. Think, I think what it meant is, Trent, seriously, you have so much to share, we can't do it in one My program. goodness. We have Thank to have you, you back. Thank you so much. It is just such a joy to be with you. I'm so thankful to be here. You are a well of knowledge and uh, deep calls to deep at the sound mm. of God's waterfalls. So we're going to dig deep here. But Trent, don't shouldn't we have a little fun sometime with mental health? I think we ha- I think we need to, Bob. Uh, there are certainly seasons where mental health needs to be taken very seriously. Obviously, but most seasons, I think it is extremely helpful to approach mental health a little bit lightheartedly. You got it. Well, I, I appreciate that intro because I have here a, a, a transcript. I don't know where this mental health hotline came from. It's probably, I think it has your phone number. It might. I'm it. not sure where it came from, but I like what it says. You do? I've okay. seen I, it. You, I've got it. You don't even know what it says, but <laughs> I, you're liking it by it. faith that's, in that's advance. Why I, say I trust you. Okay, here it is. Okay, hello. And welcome to the Mental Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. (laughs) That's right. Oh, God help us. If if you are codependent, please ask someone else to press 2 for you. (laughs) If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and (laughs) (laughs) 6. If you are paranoid... We know who you are and what you want. <laughs> Stay oh online oh so we my. can trace your call. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> if you are delusional, press 7, and your call will be transferred to the mothership. <laughs> if you're a schizophrenic, listen carefully, and a small voice will tell you which oh, number no. to press. That's right. <laughs> if you oh, are dyslexic, Press nine six nine six nine six nine six. If you have a nervous disorder, please fidget with the hash key until a representative comes on the line. If you have amnesia, press eight and state your name, address, phone number, date of birth, social <laughs> security number, right. and That's your mother's right. and grandmother's maiden names. Never gonna remember it. <laughs> If you have bipolar disorder, please leave a message after the beep or before the beep or after the beep. Please wait for the beep. If you have short-term memory loss, 
please try your call later again. If you have low self-esteem, please hang up. All our operators are far too busy to talk to you. How do they know I fidget with that? Do what? Pound, how do they know I fidget with that pound signal while I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting for right. an operator? That's right. They're reading my diary. That's You got that right. You got that right. Well, on a more serious note, Irma Bombeck has written a little book entitled, If Life is a Bowl of Cherries, Why Am I in the Pits? Wow. And so we're going to talk about depression. Mm-hmm. And Trent, you might uh, go, you might, uh, you know, diss me here, but the National Institute of Mental Health claims that depression is the number one psychological problem today. Yeah. That's what they said. Yep. And that's a reliable source. That's been my experience in my clinical work. Man, there are almost 1 billion prescriptions prescribed each year, Mm. 25% for Mm. mood-altering drugs. Mm. The U.S. consumes more antidepressant tablets than any other nation. Wow. Man, we're in the Great Depression of psychological proportions. Extended depression will affect one out of every eight to ten Americans, and the National Mental Health Association states that 25% of women in the United States and 12% of men Mm. will have a depressive episode during their lifetime. Mm. So depression, an equal opportunity employer. No question. Hits us all, rich or poor, young or old. And I think there, there has to be... In fact, I know in my family, I know there is. Yeah. There has to be some genetic line. You know, we're all dealing with something from mm-hmm. our parents. Uh, my mother's mother committed suicide when she oh, was, my what, goodness, Bob. 10? Young, young. Wow. And then uh, mom fought it. Uh, my brother yeah. fought it. Fought it. Uh, so it runs in some families, doesn't it? It does, yeah. There, there are some people who have a genetic predisposition, for example, to metabolize stress hormones a uh-huh. little bit more slowly. So cortisol is a stress hormone. Mm. And some people just naturally, genetically, take a little bit longer to metabolize it. Wow. And that makes them a little bit more susceptible. That's one of a handful of genetic conditions that make well, people Everybody's dealing with something. Some That's are it. dealing with it more than others. So stay tuned, and we will help those who are struggling with mild or major depression. We're in your corner. Stay tuned. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back, team. So glad you're a part of our program this evening. We are going to address an issue that affects one out of eight Americans wow. in kind of a medium to major way, and I yep. would I would say everybody in to some degree depression, wouldn't you? I agree. Yeah, I think if it doesn't impact somebody from uh, from a personal standpoint in a medium or major way, we were just talking during the break. Everybody probably knows somebody, probably has someone in their immediate family mm-hmm. that is battling with depression. And I think, you know, with the statistics you read and some of the discussion we were having during the break, Pastor Bob, I think it's so important for your listeners to understand they're not alone. Mm, if they are word. struggling with a mental health issue, they're not alone. There are other people out there that understand, and there are ways to get some help. Oh, that's that's encouraging. As I said many times, every one of us is dealing with something. You're right. And Trent, when I'm when I'm in a counseling situation and they and they mention what they're dealing with, yeah. Most of the time, Trent, I can say, "Me too." 
You're right. And you know, it just, you, you just bet. see it on their face. They're yeah. just, you know, filled with whatever shame or guilt or what, what you, you too, you or, too, pastor. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, we're all doing with we're something. humans too. And That's pastors exactly right. deal with depression. Uh, several, uh, significant pastors did, um, don't want to mention a whole bunch of names, but, uh, here, here's the deal. I heard of the mother who tried to get her son out of bed. Have you heard this one? Son, get up. <laughs> This is Sunday. Sunday school starts at 930. Have you heard this one? I have, but I'm, I know where you're going. I yeah, love it. Yeah. He said, I'll give you two reasons why I'm not going to go down to that church and get out of bed. First of all, I don't really like going to that church. And secondly, nobody at that church likes really me. Really likes me. Yeah. Right. They're all against me. The mother said, son, get out of that bed. And I'll give you two reasons why you ought to get out of the bed and go to the church. First of all, you're 35 years old. And secondly, you're the pastor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I've used that a couple of times. I've gotten some mileage out of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's We're interesting. It. Some some studies suggest that people in helping professions, pastors, mental health professionals, uh, doctors, um, people who primarily work with other people are at higher risk for wow. depressive disorders. Well, if your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep comes your downfall. Bob, that's exactly right. You give, 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 and you got to take care of yourself. Self-care. That's right. Care. That's exactly Soul right. Self-care. Self-care. Well, we're going to open the phone lines if you want to call. We've got plenty to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. but we want to help you. If you have a question about depression, as we go along here, 844-500-WORD, 844-500-9673. 844 Three. Well, Trent, I have a common denominator that, that I have assumed. You correct mm-hmm. me. You're the yes, expert. Sir. It seems like most depression is because of some sense of loss. Have you noticed that I have, thread I, I, or definitely. not? Yes, I have. It's related to some That's kind of loss. That's a very common thread. That's exactly right. So, I, so sometimes I oversimplify the causes of depression into three words. Okay. And so one, the first word is isolation. Okay. Feeling really, really lonely. That's one of the reasons loss can trigger feelings of depression. Tribulation. So for isolation, tribulation, if you're going through a really tough season, maybe job loss, a relationship has come mm-hmm. to an end. Uh, kids launching from home can be a major tribulation okay. for some, some yeah. families. Life changes, yep. yeah, in the, yep. se- in the seams of life, yep. yeah. Tre- trepidation is the third word. Something that? coming up that you're feeling overwhelmed about, anxious about, yeah. uncertain yeah. about, uh, maybe a performance review at the office, maybe taxes coming due in April. Yeah. Trepidation, just just something on the horizon that makes you feel uneasy. So isolation, tribulation, trepidation. I think those over the years have become three kind of categories mm-hmm. in my work that represent a lot of what causes depression in people. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And concerning trepidation, I remember what Mark Twain said. Mark Twain mm-hmm. said, I've seen a lot of troubles in my life. Mm. Luckily, most of them never came about. <laughs> That's good. So this trepidation, trepidation yeah. thing, I think we probably ought to Keep track of it or something. The fears we have about tomorrow, yeah, of I, I, I bet 75% of them don't, come, don't come to pass. You're exactly right. But it's real. It's that's real. right. No, that's exactly right. And so, yeah, just for your listeners, uh, those are those are three kind of categories to look at. I think one of the tough things about people who are struggling with depression is they can ask why. You know, why, why am I struggling with depression? It's okay to ask that. It's, a, it's completely okay. okay. And and the way I answer that um is I actually see uh, depression as an attempt to to relieve pain that's that's gone badly, that's mm-hmm. gone poorly. Mm-hmm. So this is the story I often tell. Okay, 
Let's say I woke up every morning feeling hopeful something would come to pass. But let's say every night I went to bed and that thing I had hoped for hadn't really come to pass. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's exactly right. The scriptures are right on this. And let's say that happened to me day after week, after month, after year. I woke up feeling hopeful Mm -hmm. something would come to pass. And I went to bed that night without that thing having come to pass. Eventually, to manage the pain of that hoped for thing not coming to pass, I'm going to surrender hope. Mm. and become hopeless. Ah. That's exactly right. Should and we so, manage our expectations or what should we do Bob, in that I situation? Think man, yeah, I think managing expectations. One, one of the first, uh, so so if that if that applies to anybody in your audience, it is not it's not their fault that they feel hopeless. That's actually a pain management technique mm. for feeling hopeful and those hopes not being realized. So, so that's, that's when we touch a hot stove, we want to pull our hand back. When we're hurt emotionally, we want to relieve that pain. Mm -hmm. If we are feeling hopeful every morning and we go to bed, not having had that hope realized we become hopeless. So it's not our fault, but we can take responsibility for that. And, Mm -hmm. And one of those ways could be managing expectations. That's a really important I think often we can expect too much of, of ourselves. Yeah, that's true. I think we can have uh, sometimes unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of others mm-hmm. or thoughts. Circumstances c- circumst- or God. Yeah, even. A, I don't so know. those are the other two domains. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Self, yeah. others, life, and God. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in each of those domains, if, if, we, can, if we can manage our expectations and, and take the pressure off, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take, give ourselves permission to take the pressure off, that feels like it could be helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I was thinking uh, uh, big, big-time big people who suffered from depression, Charles Spurgeon did. Yeah, yeah. the preacher of preachers. Yeah, yeah, man, That's right. what a prince. Oh, my goodness. Um, biblical characters, you got uh, Judas, obviously. Of course, that's, that's a case in yep. and of itself. Yep. You got Elijah. You got Jonah. Job. Yeah, Job. Mary and Martha. Jonah, Mary and Martha. As they That's think in exactly terms right. of their unrealistic expectations. So, common thread. Yep. A lot of people struggling with it. And when we when I say depression, okay, yeah, define it what, for us. What, 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 what I'm meaning is a low mood that has become chronic. So, a chronically low mood that has influenced feelings of hopelessness and despair. That's mm-hmm. what I'm meaning when I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Depression. And, and there's sort of a step-by-step sequence regarding how depression sort of influences a person. So first, it's a feeling. It's a low mood that persists for a while that influences feel, feelings mm-hmm. of hopelessness and despair. But that feeling influences my thought processes. And in depression, my thought processes become mostly negative. Um, it That makes it really hard to trust others. And that's that. that that feeling leads me kind of to believe people are sort of out to get me. And that's not crazy, and it's not a person's fault. That's part of the mood that Everything looks those. black. That's exactly dark. right. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me see if you hear me on this. <clears throat> Let's say we have a baseline. Yep. I have an, a, a, a thought, an opinion. David, it seems to me, you know, he went uh-huh. clear up uh, plus 10, yeah. but he went to down negative 10. That's right. Plus 10, negative 10, up and down, up and down. Are some people wired, and I think I'm one of them, Hmm. like three, negative three, positive three? Does everybody have these highs and lows, or are we wired different emotionally? Uh, Bob, I think we're wired different emotionally. I think we see some differences in men and women. For example, the hormone testosterone influences men to think things through more likely 
than they are to talk things mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll tell ladies, if your husband seems sullen and withdrawn, don't worry, he's just being hormonal. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good word. Yeah. Estrogen for women, you know, that influences them to want to talk things through, Yeah, which yeah. is why ladies need to talk. Mm-hmm. That, among other uh, uh, chemical phenomenons, can kind of influence But some people are wired higher, lower than others. Yes, they yep, are. And that's just we live through how God made us. That's right. But when we return, we're going to talk about some cures as we talk about depression, how to overcome it. See you in a minute. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. Don't worry. Welcome back, team. Thank you for joining us this evening, 844-500-9673. If you'd like to call in with a question or perhaps maybe uh, something you've walked through that helps our listeners in this season deal with depression. Now, why is it that it's such a hot topic experientially in this season? Trent? This season, is a, it's a really important topic to address. I, you know, we were talking about the kind of isolation, loneliness feature of depression, and the reason Jesus leaves the 99 and gets the one or tells that parable is we're, we're really not designed to live as lone wolves, you know. And so while we can sustain that lifestyle for a little while and certain seasons demand that, that's not that's not the way God intends. And yeah. that's all of our lived experience. I think the holidays just bring to light the connections that lots of people do have. And, and I celebrate Or that maybe have lost in the last year. But you're exactly right. <clears throat> One of the toughest situations I've worked in recently was that a family with two young kids and the, the father passed due to cancer. The time from initial diagnosis to passing was very fast. Mm-hmm. And the, the next two holiday seasons for this really precious, wonderful family were really, really hard. And so we think about family during this time of year. We think about connection and friendships and, you know, not everybody has that. Not everybody's family relationships are really great. Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody's friendship groups are, are, are very supportive. And, and, and sometimes there's even a lack of friends in people's lives. And so I think that just makes the holiday season uh, downright difficult or, or the, the relationships were so strong. This is the first season without, them. without, so and, and you way. notice, you notice that empty seat at the table a lot more, uh, uh, deeply. Yeah. That, that isolation factor brings to mind Elijah again, yeah. here he is on top of the mountain, you know, what? 500. That's right. You know, the false prophets, prophets he of takes Baal. care of them. One fell swoop mm-hmm. and then one woman, you know, That's gets right. to him. <laughs> so number one, right. he isolates himself Yeah, from people. That's right. Number two, he's tired. He runs, what, for two days. That's exactly Number three, right. he's hungry, uh, you know, so he's by himself. And then spiritually, no doubt, he's depleted because he had this mountaintop You're right. experience. You're right. So he was set up. I mean, what could we expect and when all the factors kind of... Well, and and you you, you almost laid it's, out an acronym. Sometimes a mental health mental health the acronym HALT H A L T. Okay, we train people to kind of look for hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Okay, say that again. Hungry, angry, lonely, okay. or tired. That's if, why if, I eat five times a day, I, man. I, I just, Bob, I you and I both, brother. I can't get angry. I, I don't man. want to hurt somebody's you, feelings. Beverly, I, I, have, have, I have to have meat every night. Poor Beverly, Beverly. Beverly she's taking such good she's care of you. She, she's a saint. <laughs> Goodness, she, she is a saint. <laughs> she's saying that because she's here. So I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell what my wife said. I hope she quotes me on that later this later this evening. She said, "Well, why don't we have our big big meal at lunch?" 
and you know, just eat, you know, soup and I'm sandwiches on Beverly, and toast whatever she at five says, o'clock. She's hey, got be my quiet. Vote. This is my story. <laughs> I said, Beverly, that's for old people. <laughs> That yeah, actually sounds meat. fantastic to me. Does that make me old? <laughs> give me my, <laughs> give me my right. meat dinner. Uh-huh. Get hangry, I get depressed. That's it. Hey, so those, those four kind uh-huh. of states of being can influence our mood in negative ways. And, Bob, I'm so glad we can approach this with a, with a little bit of a lighthearted attitude. Again, this this really can be heavy for people. And and we, we, we're hoping that this is an encouragement to you. And um, that your spirit would be uplifted by this. So there are some ways we can deal. You know, How do we with, manage it? Yeah, is there with, a cure? The, I mean, you know, like loss, Trent, you, you mm. never get over loss, do you? Bob, I, I, in I'm my talking experience, about a physical loss, really your family. In my yeah. experience, in my experience, you can move forward, but it's hard to move on. Yeah, yeah. But depression, can it be cured? Or that's a really, that's how a, that's a really great question. You know, to oversimplify, I think as a mental health professional, what I'm trying to do um, when I'm working with somebody who's struggling with depression is I'm trying to disentangle emotion from thoughts and feelings. And I was kind of taking us down that sort of step-by-step sequence. It feelings for a person who battles with depression changes thoughts mm-hmm. and thoughts become just a little bit darker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, those feelings sort of cast a shadow and that leads to some changes in behavior. It's hard to do self care. I become more fatigued. Yeah, you yeah. got it. That's exactly right. <clears throat> and if that persists long enough, it can start to change wow. my personality. A well, little bit. it, it, it does a number on your brain. You get Abs- you're, you're, you're training does. the synapses. You're, you're, it, you're making you're a river out of a stream. Right. Bob, that's exactly right. Man, and and sometimes what you're referring to there is called neuroplasticity, okay. which is just a fancy way of saying your brain kind of changes and adapts to your thoughts and feelings, which are influenced by your environment. Now. That's that's not great news if you're going through a really hard season or you've lost a loved one. That that can lead to some changes in your brain. But it, it's really good news that if your brain has changed in a way that's a little bit disadvantageous, it can change back. That's good wonderful news. news. Good news. That's fantastic yeah. Yeah. news. Don't 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 be hopeless. That's exactly right. So I, in Elijah's in Elijah's case, again, I, I'm just a surface kind of guy, a common kind of guy. Uh, he 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 ate. Yep. The angel gave him some food. Yep. And then God gave him an assignment. I forget, forget what it was. He said Elijah, go do this. So he gave him a, a, something to do. Yep. Gave him food, and then he reengaged with people. That's that great. Would, that would be some biblical help. Talking about the Bible, and, and, we'll get managed. Bob, it I think again. that's right. You know, the Word of God in Christ Jesus are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians two three. So. That's right, that we can look to the scriptures for everything we need in life. I, I think what I would want your listeners to know is I'm as a professional who helps people, I'm kind of looking in those three areas I mentioned earlier. And you mentioned one just a moment ago. I, I, I'm encouraging people, and I know they don't feel like connecting to others. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to disentangle feeling with the behavior of maybe going to church join in a small group, yeah. but, but that is hu- connection to other people. Really, really important. So the social realm of life is one area we look at mm-hmm. to try to improve feelings of depression. A second is that tribulation, you know, idea, yeah. isolation yeah. and tribulation. Yeah. I, I want to talk with people about what they've been through. Often experiences in the past that have hurt me emotionally 
can negatively influence my mood in the present mm. for a really long time. Unresolved Some, conflicts, uh, unresolved issues, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, absolute, childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Wow. Yep. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, family of Got origin. Got to dig in the past just to make sure that something is not rearing its ugly head again. You bet. In this way. Uh, wow. Uh, I That's think insightful. Ve- I think very often, Bob, yeah. that um, e- even though we've grown older, in some ways we don't always necessarily grow up. Mm-hmm. And I think there are sort of parts of us, to use some kind of modern psychobabble, which I don't love, but it lends itself to the discussion. I think there are sort of parts of us that when we are wounded deeply early in life, those parts sort of have to be healed to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I I think counseling and 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 even in friendships or, or with a pastor could be a great place to sort of talk through and, and acknowledge some of what we've been through that has hurt us that could be uh, residual. Yeah. Bob yeah. residual. That's exactly right. Wow. That's exactly that's, right. That's insightful. You got to dig in, see maybe there's something that's coming back to bite us. I, I would encourage <laughs> your listeners to consider that. It, you, that third piece, the, the trepidation piece, mm-hmm. uh, when, when Elijah's given the assignment, yep. he kind of finds purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. when we sort of have a, a little bit of a plan for our future, a little bit of a sense of our purpose in the future, a little bit of clarity, uh, which yeah. takes a while to achieve. Um, that is just so life-giving. Well, hey, most of us don't do nothing well. I mean, <laughs> you sit around me. by yourself. Yeah, that's right. You sit around by yourself in your dark bedroom. You're just... It's hard to not feel bad in that, yeah, in yeah. that environment. You're exactly Tough. right. You're just not, not, I know it's easy to say, you know, get up and get going, but <laughs> that might help. First, First Kings 19 is that story, so if you want to engage... What Elijah went through, some resources he used, then that might help you as well. And your verse that you like to use to help folks, let's get, let's take a pause and when come we back come to back, that. I'd and I have a verse share. I want to run by you, see what you think. Friend, we want to help you as you deal with life's challenges, which all of us have, so that we can get out of the blues and into the reds. Amen. See you in a minute. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. When you feels like baby. Welcome back, team. We have Coach Trent here with us tonight, talking with us about depression. Yeah. Uh, Trent, I have a question for yes, you. Sir. All, all of us are going to get sad to some degree or another. You bet. When does that turn? I know it's a clinical question, academic. When does that turn into depression? Sure. Yep. I'll oversimplify here. And I kind of mentioned it earlier. Sadness is a natural response to situations in our environment that are just sad. When sadness turns into feelings of hopelessness and despair, mm-hmm. that's when I would encourage your listeners to, to try to get some help. And we've been talking about the importance of connection all show uh, that's one of the benefits of counseling is that you don't have to do it alone or find in a pastor that you can mm-hmm, speak with. Mm-hmm. And and just a little bit of love and compassion um, sometimes is just what people need to kind of get that process started that's, a little bit. That's really a good important. word. Good word. So I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I should I should like David. Maybe I, I encourage people to read the Psalms. Yeah. Hey, man, David went so through good. this. And, and it seems like almost every Psalm in, ends on a high. It I does. mean, it starts off that's in the right. pits it, and ends up in on the, the cave, mountaintop. Ends up so, on the you know, mountain. resonate right. with the Psalms. Let them Amen. wash over you and cry out to God. That's and right. let the word wash over you. He sent his word and healed them. Hallelujah. Secondly, 
reconnect with others. You don't have to spill your guts. You're but, right. But let people into your life. Yeah. Okay, I'm, do, I'm doing that. You bet. Thirdly, are there some, I'm going to take some more steps here, are there some over-the-counter stuff I could use that uh, might help? Yes, there are. <clears throat> I'm so glad you said that. There are over-the-counter things, and there are things that doctors can prescribe. I I think God designed medicine. He gets credit for medicine that works. And I think sometimes talking to a physician, letting them know okay. your symptoms could be right. really great. There, there are also some things over-the-counter, e- even stuff like vitamins. I, I, had, I have a client who has a genetic disorder that makes it hard for her to metabolize B vitamins. Mm. Well, if your B, if your B vitamin levels are low, what symptoms do you have? Fatigue, Uh a lack of motivation, disinterest. And so she started taking a supplement in addition to a medication her doctor prescribed and it resolved Mm -hmm. what she thought at the time was depression turned out to be a vitamin deficiency. There's a lot of research coming out about uh, herbal supplements and and um, the importance of vitamins and minerals that would be also really helpful for your so, listeners. So uh, vit- vitamin B, yep. uh, uh, is that the B12 complex? That's it's exactly that right. That's yep. what I take That's every day, right. B12. It's B12. important. Yep. Salt palmetto, I think, for men. Salt palmetto for men, maca for women. Okay. Yep. Good Good suggestions. Good suggestions. Okay, I'm, I'm doing some of this stuff, and maybe, you know, I'm just, man, I'm just, not pulling out of it. Do I do I talk to a counselor? Do I need when do I need to talk to a therapist or a counselor? Yeah, that's so, so important. It, Bob, there I could produce a study that says people ask for help from a professional ten years on average after they should have. Wow. It, that's wow. which is just that and I think unfortunately there's still a lot of stigma yeah, surrounding mental yeah. health and, and unfortunately that can be true in the church. Yeah. Um I and think, you've, you've had therapy, haven't you? I've had a lot I've of therapy. Been to counseling. Uh, depression's hey, been a really yeah. hey. uh, legit struggle let's, let's of mine. Let's be real. We all need help from time still to time. Need Professional it. help. It's, you break your exactly break right. your wrist, you go to MD, you have a heart problem or emotional problem, find somebody who can help. Absolutely. What's that verse say um what's that saying if you want uh you want your sins forgiven, talk to God. If you want them healed, talk to man. Was that verse in James? Right. It says, confess your faults more one another, to you another. may be healed. James 5. That's yeah. exactly right. You may be healed. That's exactly right. Now, there, there really is something to that. So I would encourage your listeners, if, if, it has, if you've ever asked yourself the question, should I go talk to someone? In my opinion, that means you should, if you've asked the question. Regardless of what answer you've come to that you've asked, uh, means you, you should really go talk to somebody. Uh, I also think... The, the, we were talking during the break about our uh, the the importance of really trying to direct your thinking. Thinking now, help, help me help me here. <clears throat> I have a question. Don't yes, sir. To it. Is it the heart hmm. that impacts the mind, or is it the mind that impacts the heart? What's what's the Man, root here? What's really the root? I, I I think heart, but. Uh, people in your profession say mind. Yeah, I, I think it's academic, but is it the, is it the thoughts that control our, uh, yeah. our heart posture? Yeah, Does our heart posture control that's our thinking? Interesting. Yeah, uh, the Greek word in the New Testament used to describe heart, which is the affective center of our being, is cardia, which right, is where we right, get our English word right. cardio. Uh, my my inclination would be our heart. I yeah, think I think that's too. where our well being starts. I'm going to agree with you on that. That so may be, have good good heart posture. A heart relationship. Yep. And I, uh, you, you, the verse you said, uh, Isaiah. What verse do you? I use like with? Isaiah twenty six okay. three. Okay. Uh, the scriptures Jumping say, "Yep, uh, you will keep me in perfect peace, 
if my mind is fixed on you, Lord, because I trust in you. Would you repeat that, please? Yep. That's the you, verse. Yeah, it's a beautiful verse. I've yeah, and and just yeah, totally candid. I've struggled with two seasons of clinical burnout in my Man. in my career, and have battled depression off and on mm. um, for my career. And mm. so, counseling and medicine have really helped when I've needed it. Mm-hmm. And and that verse again. In those seasons, I recite Isaiah twenty six three, and it has really encouraged my my heart. Repeat it again. You please. will keep me in perfect peace if my mind is fixed on you, Lord, because I trust in you. And sometimes you might have to repeat that ten over times a day, and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good word. The, the mind is a is an excellent slave, but a terrible master. Mm-hmm. And I really do think the scriptures teach the importance of taking every thought captive. And Bob, as you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we really can exercise some control over our thought life. And and that's the tough thing about depression. We feel so badly that those feelings really make it a challenge to influence our thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's where having a trusted other that can help you with that is so critical. That's that's where our, our spiritual life can be really important. Um, if you're struggling with depression, that's not to say your spiritual life is trash. Yeah, that's good important. word. Good word. Doesn't mean you're unspiritual. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then you made a great case for that with the story of Elijah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our our spiritual life can absolutely be leveraged to to improve mm-hmm. our well being mm-hmm. a little bit, yes, and, yeah. and in some cases a whole lot. Yeah, I'm thinking of First Thess five twenty three, where Paul says, "I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body Amen. be preserved blameless, coming of our Lord. Faithful is He who calls you. Faithful is He who who will do it." And I think the sequence there is important. That's right. That your whole spirit, soul, I and body, I liken that. them to uh, concentric circles, uh-huh. where the core is the spirit, yep. and then the, the second circle is. The soul, and I liken the soul to be your mind, will, and emotions. Yep. Maybe your heart in that in that mm-hmm. arena, and then your body is going to go where that is direct. It's going to express what's inside of you. So I would say, you know, to your point, let the spirit man loose. You know, yeah, let, that's let good. the Lord cry out to God, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Even then, you might have have problems with with depression. Doesn't mean you're unspiritual. But let's start. There. That's right. Let's start there. That's right. With the Word of God, with prayer, with ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then your mind, will, and emotions. What choices you need to make, what feelings you need to address, and that aspect of your personality, and then the body is the outside. How does that, how, how does that run I, to you? I think that's excellent. Yeah, it's an inside-out sort of paradigm yeah. of transformation. And I, th- I think if you're not doing inside-out transformation, you're, you're, t- you're dealing with symptoms, not the yeah, root yeah, cause yeah. of the problem. And that's so important to get right. That's why we may need to be born again in our spirit. Amen. And then we need to be filled with the spirit. Amen. So, Trent, we're about ready to... Close this down. This has been very enjoyable, very helpful. What one thing would you tell our listeners as it as it as it addresses this really critical crisis issue? I, I hope they'll remember this. But the only thing I would want to say is: do not give up. Don't grow weary in trying to do good. For at just the right time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Galatians chapter six verse nine has also meant a lot to me. Don't give up, listeners. Uh, you're not alone. And there is help, and God is alive, and he's still working. Good, good. And we can go to God for that help, prayer and the Word, go to other people, reconnect with others so that you have that social safety net. And as I visit with folks who are depressed, look, 
you've got so much to offer others. Absolutely. It's not like you're going to oh, be a parasite no, you know, sucking the life out all. of other people, man. Yep, for Find, other people to hear the stories of deliverance from depression, exactly. it's transformational. Be a blessing to others. Amen. Life and death and the power of the tongue. Right. Let's breathe life on people, Amen. not death on people. God bless you, listener. Let's have a great Christmas season as we seek the Lord and let him help us out of the blues and on the mountaintops if we can just trust in the Lord and move ahead. God bless you. I love you. Have a great evening. 100.7, the word. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.